In May of 2021, Gary Vaynerchuk launched the NFT project vFriends. I'm Darby Bailey and I'm a hangout hawk. In our first year, we've begun meeting in what we call a flock, and we're documenting our conversations as we discuss all things Web3, NFT, business, and EQ. I invite you to listen in, be your own hawk to our hawk flocks, and we'd love to know what resonates. Let us know what part you liked best in this video or audio. Hi, Laura. Hey. How's it going? Oh, is your hair lighter? I did. I got it done. I actually was my, my, I got bangs. This is kind I of my noticed, I noticed your bangs on the hot call. I was, I messaged in the group. Yeah. I was like, I'm digging your bangs. <laughs> this is kind of my go-to cut that I had for years and years. And like COVID had me just like, let me tell. So yeah, yeah. I, I did make it lighter. That's cool. Yeah. I like bangs. <laughs> me too. I, I haven't been doing it as much, but I, I used, to, I used to swim a lot, like a mile a day. So I would swim and then just bangs and then wet ponytail was kind of my go-to, you know, athlete hair duck. Like I, I did my hair because I dried my bangs. Yeah, I know. If I don't dry them like right away, they just are like crazy all of a sudden. Mine just like curls to my head, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I just met with, so I met with D-Rock again today. That's so cool. It's yeah, it's weird. Like, I get I get like super nervous beforehand. Like, I'm gonna oh throw it up a little bit. I would too. And then when I when I talk to him, he's so he's just so laid back. He's so laid back. That's cool. But he'd given me the name to this guy Joey, who started a company with these physical prints of NFTs and a QR code and some of the metadata from the NFT itself. And they they look really cool. And I was like, it'd be my first thought was like that'd be great to have a, a few of those on the walls at the party so i um, met with him today just before this actually and i was going to show people um and he he honestly was like i love hangout hawks i love v friends i don't have one i really want to get one Wait, i want to give all the this is joey oh, the okay. guy that owns, owns the, the the works of the company that makes these print these these yeah. um it was just interesting to me like the like the enthusiasm from this person who doesn't have a v1 it's was really my first interaction with someone he was like so enthusiastic and he's so grateful and like i want to give you all a 15 percent discount i talked to our team if you guys want anything for the hangout hawk party we're like it's a no-brainer like what can we do we want to help like we love it yeah it was really like uplifting it was nice that's cool um, but I can talk, we can talk about that later with, um, Benny and Monica and figure out what, what to do. Hey, Manuel. Um, I'm going to wait a little bit to see. Like, can I, you hear like, me now? Yes. There you are. There I be. How are you guys doing tonight? Good, how are you? I'm having fun. I've had a very exciting day. Ooh, tell us yeah. more. Yeah. So I've been looking for a new job and a bunch of irons in the fire. And one of them's at this little cybersecurity company out of Israel. Oh, wow. And I've been through about four interviews with them so far and uh, had an interview with their HR person and that went well today. And then the hiring manager called me at uh, um, about 11 o'clock this morning and said, hey, we want you to interview with the uh, CEO. Okay, that's usually a good sign. He goes, yeah, what are you doing in May? Around like the 22nd. 
Like, oh, yeah. I'm going to be in Minnesota. Yeah. He goes, well, we might need you in Israel. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh. There's a slight oh. problem. Slight problem. It's like I got a conference the week you know, prior. I could theoretically fly out the 22nd uh, and get there late Monday. Um, but then I got to fly out like the 27th because I've got a conference in Houston I'm going to be in as well. So, um, I can do it, but my wife's going to be upset with y'all because she ain't going to see me for three weeks. <laughs> He's like, well, just keep it open. I'm like, all right, so we'll see. Yeah, fingers crossed. But then I realized uh, my passport expired in 2014. Oh, wow. You haven't yeah. left the country since 2014. Yeah, I'm not a big, I'm not a big uh, leaving the U.S. type of person. Uh, there's a lot of people dying to get here, so I think we got it pretty good. Um, but then I had to figure out, okay, well, I got to get a passport, so at least get that on standby. And the earliest I can get into all of the county systems around here was like middle of April. I'm like, that's not going to help. And so Orange County down below, they had a walk-in night tonight from four to six after they closed. Are Are you the one in Long Beach? No, no, no. Florida. Oh, Orange County in Florida. Uh, yep, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry about that. Oh, no, that's good. I'm from Orange County in California, so. Okay. So I was able to sneak down there and get, get it all expedited and nice. we'll see. I'll keep my fingers crossed. Yeah, it's tricky to get them fast, but yeah, good job. <sighs> Although I don't want you to, I don't want, I don't want you to go because I want you to be at VCon, so. Well, I'm definitely going to VCon. Look, I'm okay. gonna be there. I might have to leave a day early, but we'll see. But apparently, they've dropped all the travel restrictions, and so you don't have to be vaccinated. You don't have to be, you know, quarantined for a week. I'm like, all right, well, we'll see. And what would it you certainly do speed for things up? What would you do for them? Are you in cybersecurity? I'm forgetting your background. Um, yes and no. So I've uh, I've worked for IT software companies for almost 22 years, and I've been primarily in the storage side of things, backup, disaster recovery, et cetera. But I worked for Symantec for a number of years that did both. So they had the security software for enterprises and, and the storage. Um, and so my last job, I was a director of OEM sales for a, a, a IT, OT, cybersecurity firm. And uh, did that, wasn't happy, left last October. And uh, so I've been trying to find something new and this company needs somebody to build out a, a licensing program for MSP. So it's kind of right up my alley. Hmm. I just randomly saw an article the other day about um, jobs in Web3, specifically Solidity developers having like 200 to $300,000 salaries right now in the Web3 space. I'm like, it's oh. insane. I'm like, I'm in the wrong, I mean, I know how to code JavaScript, but yeah, geez, straight up, like not even out of college, like just go start coding in Solidity and make six figure, triple six figures. Amazing. It's, it's, it's a, uh, it's a whole new world and you know, hang on your hats because inflation is going to take a bunch of it away. So we're going to be in this little dangerous cycle of salaries trying to keep up with inflation and people jumping ship to kind of, you know, find more better job paying jobs. And it's just going to be insane for a while. So when I graduated, well, not junior college, high school, it was the recession of the early 90s, right? And there was like, why go to college? There are no jobs. There are no jobs. But um, 
don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what inflation does. I haven't thought of that. Oh, it's I've I've lived through a lot, and uh, luckily I've gone through some pretty tough times previously, and kind of that's what set me up on the path to kind of get here to to, to be friends is that I had learned from those previous mistakes and so started dabbling in, in cryptocurrency and just doing cost dollar averaging to just kind of get some bitcoin and before i knew it after two years i had enough to you know purchase a bunch of v friends and and so you know I, i'm all about you know not trying to miss those opportunities and, and position myself well but this time around i'm shaking my head i i don't see how we get out of this one without a lot of pain because we're not willing to do the pain to get out of it the last time it was this bad we had interest rates of 20%. And rather than going down that path, we're doing the exact opposite and we're making it worse. And so. I mean, the last time that happened was the 80s though, wasn't it? I mean. Yeah, so it was, this, it was the late 70s, the interest rates and stagflation, you know, a word that we don't use anymore. I'm old. Yeah. Um, but now, but, but now uh, we have digitalization, right? Like these global, this global economic structure, like, how does that play into it? Because in my mind, I'm like, it's a whole different game. Like it's an extra layer, this global layer of like cryptocurrency from, so, you know, um, people sitting there in Ukraine or whatever. Yeah. Well, it, it's 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 going to be tough. Uh, so we're we're now seeing people start to pitch the anti-globalization movement. Um, you're seeing the world being divided up right now into two camps, um, and this war with with Russia and Ukraine. You're seeing tools that have only come into play in the last two or three years um, being leveled against not Russia particularly. Um, you know, I'm not a fan of Russia and um, Putin and his cabinet, you know, they're all psychopaths in my book. But what we are doing now, the bulk of the punishment is against the Russian people. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not an enemy of the Russian people. I don't think they're an enemy of ours. You know, they're governments and our governments are you know both are corrupt in my opinion um but the tools that they are using uh just with the speed of how quick companies um are pulling out of that region because there's a reputational risk here in this country now because if you do business in russia um you know you're not going to be investable here over here in the western world um those tools are being implemented as a test run, in my opinion, on what's coming our way. Um, you can't print 80% of the dollars that have ever existed in the last two years. Um, and then you have companies or, or countries like China and other areas that are looking to get off the US dollar. Um, and so all those dollars are gonna come flooding back into this country. Um, and that's not a good thing. We don't have a mechanism to suck that back in. You know, th that's what interest rates are, right? So in the 80s, you know, we spent too much during the 70s. And so, you know, we, we raised interest rates up to 20% to suck all that money back in uh, and take it out of circulation um, so that we could have a more stable dollar. We are well beyond what that problem was. And our, our government is doubling down and, and printing more money. Um, you know, they want to send everybody a gas card so that we can help pay for gas. They want to uh, keep printing money and, and giving it away to banks and, and other countries to help bail them out. Um, and that's not going to end well for us. We are we are doubling and tripling down on this path. And um, if you follow what's been happening 
with some of the tools that they're putting in place and um, you know oil in 2008 oil was $148 a barrel and over a sustained time that's what caused everybody to start to collapse and the credit default swaps to be a vulnerability and then basically almost crushed our economy overnight we got Bank of America now predicting $185 to $200 a barrel oil by the end of the year and long term we're not going to survive that. That that's that that's crippling. So the stuff I'm that just... I keep following, like the is the, the, the hi Julian, by the way. <laughs> the internet, uh, Julian, how you doing? Hi you Ross, how are you? <laughs> We're having fun talking. You know, yeah. you know, light stuff. You know, just you know, stuff to go to bed and world economy direction. Some of the stuff that they have in, in Ukraine, like I, I I look at the like the cryptocurrency technology and some of the stuff that they were developing and the swift banking system right it's global and that the ripple uh the ripple uh court case that's happening right now in the us i feel like there's all these disparate pieces right now with cryptocurrency and i think that there was something like you're describing in the ukraine where they're doing the smart cities and in salt lake city we have that too we have a lot of smart technology that it, that it, it, it falls under that launch quick and ask questions later which in some technologies especially when that comes to civil issues can be a problem um, but I've been wondering how all those pieces fit together with this inflation. It's really kind of, I mean, there's something going on, like, because we are a global economy in a lot of ways, but it, it is interesting to watch most of the reparations that are, not reparations, most of the movement against Russia right now is economic, as a, as a weapon, it, it, right? Well, it, it's, it's the economic weapon, but, you know, there's only so many sanctions that you can do. Now, what they did to Russia should be scary to every other country. At a, at a country level for the first time in the history of the world all the banks got together and said okay you got 900 billion dollars in, in assets and gold and, and your money um it's no longer available it's gone mm-hmm. and so you've completely undermined what money is um and so i look at this as being very deliberate back last year here in the states tucked away in one of the uh, covid bills was the authorization to build a digital USD dollar. Mm-hmm. No one knew about it. No one read about it. You had to pass the bill to figure out what's in it, that type of stuff. Um, now, the yeah. Yeah, they, that one of those you know, omnibus COVID spending bills. Yeah. Now you've got the president just signed an executive order saying, oh, we're gonna investigate what a digital dollar is. Well, there's no investigating. They, they've already figured it out. The government's been partnered with MIT. They know how they're gonna do it. Um, it's a programmable digital dollar that should scare the crap out of people. So rather than being like you know, an NFT, like, like D friends, where you have a contract, you know exactly what you've got. Now you've got this digital USD dollar that they can program. They can tinker with it. They, you're buying from somebody they don't like, they can prevent that transaction. There's absolutely zero, uh, privacy. They know every single transaction that you're, you're purchasing, who you're buying from, how, how much you've spent, um, they can build into the code that you have to spend it by a certain date or it expires. So they can force you to spend money to, to help stimulate the economy. Um, and the little thing that they don't tell you is every time we do one of these currency changes, um, it's not a one for one dollar swap. So the last time this happened, we made maybe 50 cents on a dollar when we switched over from the original greenback that was based on gold to the fiat currency. Now they're talking about, you know, two to one for certain people who are favorable, will get more money than others. 
Others, you're going to take a really bad haircut. And they're pushing this thing so fast. And this isn't just us. This is the World Economic Forum, the IMF, all these centralized banks. and They're all doing it. I just saw today um, Australia just launched their digital USD dollar, or their digital dollar uh, with some you know, third-party company. It's, it's coming, and I don't think anybody's prepared. Yeah, like even like like I'm I'm gonna start asking quite like open up the conversation to the group, but it's like, like the ape coin coming and like people talking about a V friends coin, like all all of this is just seriously the wild wild west still, even a, even like a year or two later, like um and I've I've got notes here from, now from what you just talked about. I want to look into because I I didn't know about a couple of those items like the, the well that's what scares me is because in order to make this work, they got to shut off access to everything else. So what does that mean for us? who own VFriends or who have Ethereum or some of these other altcoins that are popular right now, you know, in order to make this new digital USD work, they have to shut off access or, yeah. or really manage that. And so long-term, I'm, I'm really interested to see how this plays out for us. And and, and yeah. I think ideally VFriends is set up value-wise um, so there's a little bit of insulation there because it's not a currency right now. It's not being traded like a a, a coin. Uh, it's an investment or it's being tra- you know, gambled on right now. Um, but when it kind of stabilizes out, I think there's there's hopefully some insulation and some, some uh, long-term longevity yeah, with the agree. project. Yeah. Cool. Hey, Matt. Good to see you. Hey, I'd love to give everybody's take on how how the other night when we met with Gary and then the VCon tickets got dropped, I was like, oh my gosh, my brain like exploded a little bit. <laughs> like, I'm like, ah, did, how, let's go with Matt first. Matt, did you uh, stay up late and watch the drops come in? Or how, how, how'd that go for you? Oh dear God, no, I've got way too much going on. I'm like, this is, this is too much. I actually made like a conscious effort about, I don't know, three weeks or a month ago when like the height of everything was rolling and they were, you know, into the book games burning and stuff. I'm like, it's too much. It's like, I want a handful of V1s. I'm just gonna let Garrett keep doing what he's doing. I'm not, I'm not playing right now. I'm just gonna sit on the sidelines and just let the investment work. You know, I've got, I've got too many other things going on. But uh, one thing that I did notice that was interesting was, uh, I just glazed over the fact that the, uh, the VCon tickets that we get for V1 holders are not the same uh, NFTs as the uh, book games burn uh, Beacon tokens. I thought they were the same, but I was like, oh, those are those are goo tokens, but the ones you get for V1 are not. It's like, oh, yeah, maybe I should have bought, maybe I should have bought into that. But aside from that, I think I'm along with everybody else, just excited to see the artwork that he's talking about, to see if it really is going to be like mind blowing um, or not. <laughs> I don't know. Well, what about you, Julian? Have you checked out your VCon tickets? Yeah, 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 check out. But I will, um, at the moment, I will not sell, sell them because I want to to bring, I don't know, maybe one of my associates or one of, or my brother, if they are, if they are, they are available. So for now, I'm, uh, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm hold on. I'm hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold do you have, did you, have you seen yours? Um, I've only checked one wallet cause I have some stuff spread out. Um, and I listed one, so I've listed it for just under three. Um, so I thought, well, 
I sell that, I'll be happy. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm planning to sell sell a good amount just to like recoup my initial investment. That was kind of my always my plan, and so I'm excited they're finally here, and hope that the hype and the art keeps making it go up and up, and then maybe I can even hold on to some that I don't need to sell anymore to get the initial investment out. So, I don't know. nice, cool. Man, what about you? Did, did you did you look at yours when they airdropped? Oh, you met you needed. Sorry about that. I'll meet again. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was uh, watching it happen live, and uh, I just happened to be up doing some work, and uh, I saw everybody starting to post their pictures, and I kept looking and kept refreshing my wallets, and, and they slowly started to trickle in, and I had a, a, a another wallet that uh, was kind of off-chain, um, and it showed up later that night, so happy to got them all. I got all five of them. So nice. I'm going to sit on them for a minute or two. I've got a couple offers in there that people are low-balling me, so hopefully... When the artwork comes out, we can get it back up to where Laura's looking at. So I need to sell four of them just to be able to pay for the trip and recoup some of the money I spent on them. Yeah, well, yeah. So the, the floor price right now, I think, is way too low. So I'm curious to see. Like, I, I, did he say when he's going to do the show the art? No, no, I haven't seen anything on that. One of the blogs, it says April, but he said in a comment today that it could be tonight. It could be in a couple weeks. He's like, it could be any time. So if you want your tickets, you should go get it now because it's like not going to get better pricing kind of thing. Like, yeah, Well, just three days ago, Corso was saying that the tickets weren't going to drop till April because uh, I was I am back and forth just trying to figure out. Cause I was trying to move some stuff to, to cold wallets so that uh, they're a little more protected. And uh, luckily, I wasn't doing anything because it dropped literally within 24 hours of uh, my last message with Corsa. He was being very vague. I have to speak a little <laughs> about that. <laughs> there, yeah, there's a lot it's, of mystery. It kind of yeah. reminds me, we were gonna try to ask a question about using, or how we're gonna actually use those tickets at the check-in um, at the event, and then trying to backtrack that to figure out how we can, you know, disperse those tickets out to people that we want to bring with us. Like, how, what's the mechanism that we're actually going to, you know, be able to to give people access that we want to loan the tokens, but not give them the token because it's a valuable piece of art. We never got any clarity on that, huh? Well, Gary has said that there is no loaning ability. You have to physically transfer to them, and then you just have to get it back from them if you want it back. <laughs> System. Or they have to show up with you and walk in every time with you, you know, so I that you're the one with all the tickets on that. You know, you could you could RSVP each one individually, but you, they have to be there with you to walk in. Um, Which is my friend, but Matt, check the chat because we're trying to set up a lunch on Sunday if you're around with Signe and Big Fish and in LA or San Diego. Um, so we're trying to do it in Temecula because Signe's in Palm Desert, <laughs> Big Fish is in San Diego, and he's going to be driving up to LA on Sunday, and he's got like a cousin in the Temecula area. So Temecula is kind of right in the middle of everything. So we're trying to do it there on like Sunday at maybe at 1 p.m. if you're around, Matt. <laughs> so fun fact, I generally don't celebrate any holidays or weekends or anything like that, except for Sunday is my birthday. 
and we're gonna be up in Oxnard at that point. My birthday's on Sunday, and then my wife's birthday is on the following Friday. So this is like birthday week, where we basically tell the world we died. Don't talk to us. He's out. <laughs> Well, we'll see you in May anyway. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, bye guys. I'm going to be early. Okay. See you later. Yeah, what yeah, I missed I, so far, guys. Sorry I was late. We were, we were talking about Russia, um, the central banks, war, and inflation. All really fun topics. Light, look, yeah, the very light. Stuff for, for going to bed, having a great dream tonight. Totally. <laughs> Stuff that keeps your optimism up nice and high. Yeah, I, I was listening in on the um, that uh, your talk, Manny, about the digital currencies, and I think it was on Rogan. I, I want to say it was with uh, with it, it might have been the one with Andrew Dessler, possibly, but they were talking about that with those currencies and how they can choose you know to activate the currency for certain purchases over others like basically taking away your you know your uh, your your free will to spend your money and i was like dude no no way is that gonna fly oh it's 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 coming um and it they're coupling it with something called esg scores so china did this back this was their social credit score you know now if you want to borrow money if you want to you know start a business you want you know you need anything financially yeah you have to be in good graces of this uh environmental social justice governance score and you know they're they're selling it like no 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 this is just for people who want to you know invest more wisely or, or invest in things that 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 you know they want to align with their values yeah. but the this is just this is what they're doing in russia they're shutting stuff yeah. off the stuff that they don't like and so whether you're an oil company or a gun manufacturer or a gun range or anything that falls out of value, out of favor, you know, they're going to dry up the, the financial aspect of it and, and that's how they're going to enforce it. And, and then, you know, the two of them are coupled together. And so the only way we're going to stop that is if enough states pull together and say, we're not playing this game, do not use ESGs for anything related to finance. Um, but I'm not too optimistic on that we had a great bill in idaho um and then the one of the uh, state senators called his friend who was in the banking industry who is you know pro esg um and then the state treasurer wants to keep the power to investigate and slow things down within the state treasury rather than having a law and so that bill just kind of withered on the vine it didn't make it out of out of uh, conference and so you know it's coming and unfortunately it doesn't matter what political party you're at there are enough weasels in both that this is going to push through so i don't know how this we're gonna based on business, small business to large business or is it at the individual level um from the individual level all the way up to the very largest of businesses um this is the control the enforcement arm of your digital currency so the two go hand in hand yeah. But I mean, it, so don't take the politician's word. Don't take my word. Go look it up. It's on the yeah, no. I just pulled up. Forum. I just pulled stuff from the Idaho. Yeah, legislature. Yeah. yeah. It, it. I mean, they're, they're saying this out in the, the head of BlackRock is out running around. He's pro ESG, and he's telling people we gotta, you know, we gotta force change. And so this is how we're gonna force change. 
Um, and it, they're, they're not hiding it. They're, they are selling this, but when, when questioned on it, um, that's when they get a little squirrely and say that it's, you know, just, just for businesses or just for investing, you know, it, it's not going to be used on the individual level, but I guarantee I've seen it in my banks. If you go look at your bank, see if they're starting to talk about ESG and assigning an ESG score, not just to your investments, but to your account. Um, so in my mind, I, I can think of, yeah, the rationale behind, okay, the U.S. dollar, we need to, we need to get the strength of the U.S. dollar. How can we do that? We can control the U.S. dollar on a global level. And then we push it up, right? And like us that are smart enough to manage all this, all the scores, legislate it. It, it, it will trickle down to the individual though. You're, I think you're right. Like yeah. no, no matter and what you do. So then I wonder like. It's not about we, making the U.S. dollar stronger. This is about control. That's not what it's about. About control. You, you know, they, they, they like to couch this in. Well, we want to stop people from funding terrorists. We want to stop people from buying drugs. We want to all this bad stuff. But if you are overweight and you're not healthy, you're not going to be able to buy that soda or those, you know, that apple pie or whatever, you know, for dinner. What? This is how insidious this thing is. It's, it's they're putting in the framework that if you get the wrong people in power, this could go dark very quickly. And there's no out. Like I said, they, they have to lock you into the system to make this work. Because we're now in the age of monetary or modern monetary theory where you can just print what you want and make up dollars to spend. And inflation is not that bad. You know, we don't calculate inflation like we did in the 70s. So they're telling you it's 7%. But if you go back and look at the same metrics, we're just as bad as we were in the 70s. We're at about 15% inflation rate right now. Apple to Apple comparison. So I'm praying that the cryptocurrencies take off and make my money and I can go buy that island and just you know, not worry about this. We'll trade rocks. We'll trade carved rocks with each other for pineapples. We there we go. There we go. And I'm a good fisherman, good hunter. So, you know, I'll, I'll feed people who want to come down and help me out. Yeah. It makes me want to get my ham radio now even more. I've been wanting to get ah, the ham radio. Get it. <laughs> get it. I'm, I'm, uh, I've got my uh, general technicians and I'm working on my extra, all the way up to extra okay. to get it done. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Matt, what do you think about all this? You, you work in, uh, I mean, you deal with finance through real estate. Have you seen any yeah. of these ESG scores? No, I mean, it, it's not something that's ever crossed my radar. I, I'm aware that they're, uh, I'm aware that these things, you know, essentially exist. Like, uh, you know, I, I'm learning about this in Russia, but uh, I'm aware that, you know, these, this is an idea that exists already. And with a place like China, it makes sense because China's cultural paradigm is that, you know, the government is essentially uh, apparent to the people. And it's just like, it's ingrained in their culture, you know, respect your elders and respect your government as your elder. And in a place like theirs where they are not shy about censorship they're not shy about social credit scores they're not shy about you know uh, autonomous control of the at the chinese communist party like yeah it makes sense that they would have a currency that allows them to to do that and execute that and the people are not unused to it like yeah of course they they don't want you to see something on the internet or tv you just won't period and that's they they almost respect that and go along with it. And, uh, am I really surprised that 
that that's something that exists this day and age. Well, not really. Um, do I think that it's a possibility they could try to creep into the United States? Dear God, I hope not. <laughs> I hope that we're just, uh, I hope that we're rebellious enough to keep things like that from, from happening. But at the same time, like, it's a matter of, it's a matter of education, how much we push, I guess. Um, try not to be afraid of it, but it's something to definitely take seriously. You know, the inflation thing, that's that's really real, trying to figure out how we're going to deal with that. A part of a part of what's really going through my mind, honestly, like, you know, aside from this, the digital currency aspect of this is I just read Ray Dalio's book on the changing world order. And I think there's a lot of that that needs to be brought into the conversation with the United States getting into the situation where we're kind of at like that, you know, we're at like the six numbers, step number six out of eight for a complete cycle, you know, where, you know, the, the idea that we could actually be losing ground as the world's reserve currency is really real and China coming up behind us with all the work they've been putting in for the last many decades uh, to step up and challenge us for, you know, world power. It's very, it's very real. Um, so, you know, I'm watching that and I'm thinking about it very carefully. Um, but you know, it's nothing I can do. Just watch, listen, you know, try to take action where I can. It's about it. Personally to mitigate this, um, just, just to get, kind of get yourself through, you know, with all this crap that's going on, we've got a, a food shortage that's coming because supply chain issues. We've got we got other issues around manufactured goods. Um, so, you know, if, if you're not spending a little extra time, you know, don't go crazy, but put away some food, put away some ways to, to you know, get gas or fuel. You know, I'm buying extra gift cards, put stuff aside, you know, just to have it. Um, but, you know, it's going to be some tough times coming here. Uh, and, and I'm interested to see how this plays out economically and how it fits in with the kind of traje- trajectory we've been on, you know, with these NFTs, with, with the crypto. Crypto is kind of looking like it's a safe space. And, and we thought this was going to be a really long winter. And you're starting to see some reinvestment in, in like Bitcoin or some of the other coins. Um, so I'm hoping that, you know, in the short term, there's there's some spikes there that we can take advantage of as well. Just got to pay attention to it. What's the timeline for things like I know through COVID, right, there was a lot of manufacturing shut down. So just anecdotally for me, I went to buy a couch like two months ago and it's like, well, we're four months out. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to buy a used couch then because I can pick it up today and I'm upcycling. But for like the gas stuff that's happening right now from from Russia, what's the timeline? Like how long will that take? Like I know like it was more expensive when I filled my tank up yesterday, but like California prices to me, I know it's well, going to get worse. But. So, so the, the decrease we've had in gas recently is because China's locking back down. They're having another COVID event, another variant. I'm not sure if it's Omicron or another version of it, but they're starting to lock down some cities again. And so gas has tipped because oil has dipped um, a little bit. But, you know, you, you know, there, there's this talking points where, you know, we've got like 9,000 leases here in the United States and the oil companies are just sitting on their hands. That, that's not the case. You've got the leases in place, but you don't have all the permitting to do it. You don't have the equipment because the piping and the gasoline and the the, the tools, the, the the you know all of the stuff you use to build a well 
all of that is months and months and months backlogged, six to nine months. Um, drilling offshore, you know, because we cut back on it for two years, those rigs are not owned by the oil companies, they're leased. And so if they're not using them, they pick those rigs up and they ship them somewhere else in the world where they're going to be used. And so it takes sometimes years to get those rigs back and put them back on those wells. And so it's a good 12 to 15 months if you started with a new well and got that thing up and running and and get stuff production uh, into production um so there's there's a long time a long lag time from getting it out of the ground going through the refineries getting it shipped out to your gas stations getting it in the into your car the thing that nobody's talking about is those refineries and so the refineries are starting to shut down you don't have you know those things used to run 24 7 seven days a week year after year after year they're not they're starting to shut down because they don't have the supply coming in anymore um there's these refineries called crackers um they take out, out of a 55 gallon drum of oil you get about 20 gallons of gas out of it and everything else is sent to these these companies called crackers and they take that that remaining oil and they break that down into components so you can take some of that and make styrofoam or some of that into plastics or some of that goes to medicine or, or you know gel caps that are on your your pills they take those and, and those also were running 24 7 seven days a week they are starting to shut back shut down or shut back down like a you know standard eight hour 15 hour day they're not running full bore like and so it will take time to get people hired back get them up and running so even if you get the oil supply coming there's that next phase of refinement that is is, is damaged now groceries you know from the time it goes from the farm to your table, there's a 90 day window. And so if you have any disruption in that supply chain with food at that at that beginning, you only have about 90 days in, in process to, to see you through. Right now, 25% of the wheat in the world is grown in Ukraine and in Russia, and they're not planting right now. Right. And they're not planning to plan right now, plant right now. So there's going to be a wheat shortage. And so that's leading to other issues long term that's driving um, you know, a, a food shortage. It's, you know, we're going to have supply chain issues with food again. Yeah, so everything that started with COVID with supply chain is just now worse. It's, it's just going to keep getting worse for the different industries, it sounds like. The, uh, it's it's worse because we're shooting ourselves in the foot. If, if we would have stuck with coming out of COVID, opening things up and going down the path of, of really truly rebuilding, we wouldn't be in this case, but we've come out of COVID. And then here in this country, we went from energy independence, now begging Saudi Arabia and other countries around the world to sell us oil because we're not producing it here anymore. And they're not picking up the president's phone call. Saudi Arabia is not returning Joe Biden's calls. Iran is playing hardball because we had a deal with them when he was vice president back in the day, Trump killed that. Now they think they got us over a barrel. And so now they want more than what we gave them eight years ago just to get access to that oil. And so it, it's going to be a very dangerous situation long-term for the world, not just for the United States, but for the world because the supply chain has been so so damaged. And, and this misstep with energy, I, you know, I, I love hearing how everybody likes, I'll pay more for gas if it, it supports Ukraine. I just don't understand how much stuff is made from oil. Yeah. Everyday items, not just gas. Like in my head right now, I, 
Yeah, my my parents have a huge garden. They're you know we come from farmers, so like I, I can grow I could grow enough food for myself. But like that's my background, right? Like I, there's certain things I know I can do. But yeah, plastic, styrofoam, makeup, everything goes. Like so much stuff comes from oil, like and there's already clothing, yeah clothing, tires, auto parts, making computer chips. You know, all that stuff has energy components to it, or has oil yeah. components. The building that literally almost everything we touch has some component of oil in it and it's i'd like to add, ask like what like get back to the cryptocurrency thing real quick julian are you guys considering a coin for your metaverse that you're building i'm curious if you've thought about all this all the global finance stuff that we've been talking about and if you're building a coin um so the coin is if we if we do again we'll do it like uh, next year or when we'll like build the core metaverse first and if a coin is useful to to our metaverse so we'll do it but it's not the the first thing we think about uh, when we when we are building the metaverse now so maybe in the future but it's not the priority but you have had the conversations about that it seems to me that i mean a lot of the projects i see it's always an early point of conversation at least to say yes or no excuse me it was a you have had you have had the conversations about building a coin yeah yeah and we just want to like uh, build step by step first uh, the the metaverse first our concept and afterwards if we are like well implemented in 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 metaverse and we are like building well all we want to to achieve like doing experiences doing uh, uh, maybe digital assets afterwards collaboration uh, brands and all all the, the the stuff we want afterwards we'll maybe like do a coin uh, to to like um, uh, in, improve the ecosystem but it's not the priority yeah nice and russell i don't know if you have time but i'd love to know what your take is on uh, i know there are some of us that remember at least the 80s seven I, I vaguely remember like gas station lines and cars honking because there was no gas at the pumps um what your take is on inflation and and the manufacturing delays that are going on right now so yeah i think inflation is a lot worse than what they're letting us leading us to believe um you know because i'm watching um, and just you watch housing and how much things are shooting up and everything else. Um, yeah, I remember some of the lines and stuff in the late 70s, early 80s too, or when, I, I don't know if it was like this in other states, but in California, they would um, limit which days you could buy gas based on your license plate. They have even days and odd days and they have limits about how much you could buy. And so, you know, I remember being in the car with my dad and we needed gas and they wouldn't sell them any because it was the wrong day. Um, that was done nationally. That, that happened, same thing. That was nationally? Yep. Fascinating. Um, you know, if you if you are in a point where you need to get a mortgage right now, rates are, you know, we're, we're pricing out now in the high fours. We were at two and three quarters in December. And um, we priced out for a purchase today for someone with decent credit, but not a lot of down payment. And they're going to have to pay four and seven eighths to get that loan. And it's been just shooting up faster than I've ever seen it shoot up in the last 30 years that I've been doing this. 
So the Fed was talking about raising another five or six times this year, early on. Mm -hmm. And now they're starting to talk about just jumping it up like multiple percentage points at a time. And I've never seen us do that. Um, we've had cases in the past where we where we bumped it up by a half a percent at one time. Um, Greenspan did that in 94 and 95 timeframe. But not like 2%, like what, what I'm hearing now. Yeah, I haven't heard anybody talking about going up that high that fast. Um, but you know, they might almost need to to control this, these levels of inflation that we've got, you know. Um, they were they were saying in 1995 that if Greenspan hadn't done what he did, our inflation would have hit six or 7%. So he was very aggressive to, to tone that back. I don't know if that's really the case or not, um, but I do remember how dicey everything was in the finance markets at that time. Um, you know, I'm, I don't really know where we're gonna go from here at this point. Um, when the Fed raises rates quickly enough, um, that's actually good for long-term rates. Our rates will actually start to go down a little bit because the markets will start to price in the thought that maybe they really do have inflation under control. So lower interest rates long-term might seem like a better idea at that point. Um, but you know, what's gonna happen is I've, I've actually read that if they do the half a percent minimum raise that they're talking about doing at the next meeting, um, that's probably going to send the two-year treasury notes way above the 10. And every single time we get inverted like that, recession follows. <clears throat> I haven't found any case where that's happened that we haven't been in a recession in the next, say, six to 18 months afterwards. So we're gonna be in for some dicey times here. It seems like things shifted very quickly in the past, what is it, I mean, I, month, two months? Like VFrance has mm -hmm. been this momentum and I've been sucked into like all the happy, happy Web3 NFT space. But then at the yeah. same time, looking up to the Ukraine invasion, I was like, what is going on? And then all, I mean, I've been hearing a lot of people in my world talk about inflation for a handful of months now, but coming out of COVID, I thought, okay, things will start to ease up a little bit, but it doesn't seem like they are. Um, no. And I just went grocery shopping the other day, like some of the shelves were half empty, they're short staffed. It's like, you know, I do my part. I take my part back now. I don't just leave it out in the thing in the parking lot, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I'm the world events that are happening right now are, are not not I'm not optimistic and now I've, I just got this link for the the ESG so I'm going to investigate that and I know people are there's people working on things. yeah I'll go ahead no, I was saying that's going to be nasty when that plays out and you know it's funny because I've actually commenting to friends and, and my wife um, at different times and when we see empty shelves at the grocery stores and things like that. I, I have to think that when people that were well-to-do down in Venezuela started seeing that 20 years ago, if they kind of felt the same way, that this just feels weird. Um, but it looks like we're making a lot of mistakes that are going to be really difficult to get ourselves out of down the road. Mm -hmm. So the, the Vene are there other, other uh, historical I mean, we've talked about the gas crisis in the 70s, late 70s, early 80s, um, inflation back then, interest rates for homes, I believe, were in the 20% in the 80s, right? Venezuela happened. What are some other like historical events that, I mean, I'm going to post this it, just to help 
listeners or whoever might view this like to educate themselves on the original one that everyone likes to go back to is the Weimar Republic is what led to the rise of the German Empire I mean they were you know printing money so fast to keep up with hyperinflation that you literally would take a wheelbill full of cash to go buy a loaf of bread because their money was so worthless um and that's so when you start hearing people start talking about hyperinflation got to start paying attention because that's that's the problem where i talked about you know when people stop buying our debt or they switch from the u.s dollar paying for oil and switching to the yuan for the china or rubles for somebody else if we lose the world's currency for oil all those u.s dollars are going to come flooding back into this state you know we've printed 80 percent of the every dollar created since the history of this country 80 percent of that has been printed in the last two years and so all that's coming back and now you're really having too much money chasing too few goods that's the definition of inflation and it's just going to go through the roof that's hyperinflation that's you know where we start to really melt down as 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 a currency um the other thing that's that i've been paying attention to is the reason we were the world's currency was because we told everybody after world war ii we're going to sit on your gold you give us your gold we'll sit on it we'll hold it we'll never get off the gold standard and you use the u.s dollar as as your currency you know, the basis currency well now because we've in 2008 printed you know we knew very soon after that there was no trust in what we did with, with trying to recover from the 2008 financial crash we were bailing out everybody we were printing lots of money and so countries started to ask for their gold back and we started telling them okay we'll give it back to you in dribs and drabs over the next 10 years or what have you so you're seeing countries now want to take their gold out of the united states and bring it home so that they have some basis to, to base their own currency on um if that happens at a much greater rate that that doesn't spell you know good news for us and so this in my mind is where cryptocurrency kind of like is is a little bit of a a, a a monkey wrench right because it's like okay now we have this new digital currency how does that play into that whole scenario that we can look at historically right um like bitcoin i mean i i have bitcoin maximalist friends they're like don't even buy fiat anymore just bit, mine bitcoin mine bitcoin they moved to wyoming they're like that's what they're doing um but yeah it's it's not for the it's not for the weak the weak-minded to understand the economics of the whole thing it's it's complicated man it's complicated. it is it is but that's where i think we need to really pay attention is when things start to kind of run off the rails at a faster pace than it is right now which is hard to believe um that's when countries are going to start trying to lock it down and try to keep wealth from leaving their their country and so bitcoin or ethereum any of these decentralized currencies that's a threat and so they're going to respond you know adequately against that threat because you know they can't track it's it's a private transaction it's it has nothing to do with central banks it's it's decentralized currency which is the the genius of it um but you know you already see it now they're for esg scores they they don't like bitcoin because it's too much drawing on the electrical grid and so China has banned it because it's 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 impeding them. You're seeing more and more countries look at from an ESG perspective, mining cryptocurrency. Um, you know that that's that's a bad thing, and so they're going to try to regulate that and, and, and shut that down. So you know Ethereum moving over to a you know a staking model at this time, I don't think they could have timed it any better. And so you know Ethereum could be that next Bitcoin that just takes off because 
they don't have that that bad rap of of using you know or being poor to the environment at the same time they've built out a community they've got nfts playing you know bitcoin doesn't do that so there, there's more opportunity there yes has been amazing to watch like i started with bitcoin two years ago i mean not a lot but that's that was my entry point and now it's it's just all eth and then you know there's polka dot there's all the other ones too um I'd love to, so we got eight minutes here left here. I have a hard out tonight, but I, I, I'm curious if we can, um, I've really appreciated this chat by the way, Manny, because I've, like, I just read an article today about um, Putin wanting to force people to buy their gas with rubles, which kind yeah, of- Tell them, tell them, Europe, that you want gas, you want oil, you got to pay in rubles. And that's, that's the start of it, right? Get us off the, you got yeah. to watch that. Yeah. Um, but the party, so the hot party, we're uh, almost half sold out. <laughs> Question. I, yeah. I saw on the floor, you can only buy those in, in pairs. You can't buy a single ticket. Yeah, I know. We made that decision because the, the, the rationale was enough people have a plus one and it will facilitate um, finding somebody to buddy up with or inviting somebody to come with you that might not otherwise be able to go. It's a oh. form of BSG. <laughs> no. No, I have a choice, but I will. I will take it. Take it to heart. I mean, we, we, you gotta buy yeah, the ticket, have... but you can give it to whoever you want. There we go. Yeah, uh, it it encourages bringing a plus one and helping the party grow. Understood. Understood. Yeah, honestly, we're like, how many how many tickets are we gonna sell? I don't know, but then like, I'm I'm we've got enough people for a good solid party already, even though we're not sold out. I'm sure we'll sell out. Um, I still haven't gotten my hotel, plane flights, or anything, but I did buy hot oh, tickets. Really? Okay, nice yeah. dirty. I'm dirty getting the hot ticket place. right now, so everybody, I'll be there and I'll find a plus one. I'm, uh, so I'm setting up. We're setting up some like interactive. I know Julian is. Ho I'm, I'm hoping you'll be able to bring your um, come show your metaverse. But I've got some other people I'm talking to about interactive art slash kind of interactive activities at the party. I'm. I'd love to know what kinds of things you guys like at parties if it's an nft party have you is there anything that you've seen at um an nft party or an event that might be cool that we could look into nope. no <laughs> I'll just be, we'll just be the host we'll figure it out well cool okay um so it's a thing I feel really loosey goosey today because just like Tuesday was like, I felt like all everything I did with VFriends and NFT, and I have a couple of crypto schools and they just launched this like, they just airdropped a, well, they didn't airdrop it, I had to, I had to claim it, but launched a potion, kind of like Ford 8. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't get any work done, basically, any of my day job work done on Tuesday. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was but I did get yesterday, to I just blew it. Yeah. yeah I, was, sometimes. I was just burnt. My brain just was not keeping up. I'm like, all right, I got quick, guys. And I meditated for like 30 minutes yesterday. I never knew that. <laughs> yeah, I had a training timeout. Uh, or quick question: Are you wearing mascara today? I am. Well, thanks for thanks for noticing. <laughs> the difference is eyeliner. I put. I okay. usually have mascara, but I actually put some eyeliner on. Yeah, nice. and I got my hair cut. Yeah, I'm doing all the things I used to do before COVID. I'm. Uh, uh, it's been a slow, a slow wake out of COVID. 
All right. Welcome back to the land of the living, I guess. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Compared to what I used to do for acting, I did full makeup. I'm not doing that, but you know, just a little bit presentable. Put on a little yeah. makeup. Well, to be fair, you were very presentable before the <laughs> eyeliner. Thank you. That's why I use your glasses. Um, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, I talked to DRAC today, and um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna change the format of this meeting a little bit because I want to get be able to get some content Q and A's out of it. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna work on a um, how I'm gonna do that as far as the agenda goes for next week. We'll start that so that I can we can ask questions from the Friends community or other entrepreneurs and post mm -hmm. them in this meeting and answer as hawks and present answers from our own experience um, for short form content. Because right now I'm just, as he recommended, and it's actually making it easier for me to publish content, just yeah. publish the long form and then pull out of that. But I think if we can structure it in here where we're getting some Q and A's done really fast based yeah. on our audience's needs, I think that that would be really um, helpful and give some value back to listeners and new friends. I didn't have a chance to look at it, but did you post the topic for today's uh, get together? I did not. Yeah, today was kind of like, yeah, I'm, I, I was very like, I just I had was on another call right before this until like 555 okay. and then I hopped on here. So I wasn't sure if that was something that you were doing, like topic du jour for the hangouts or recommended topics or something like that. I'm going to start next week. Mm -hmm. Keep going into a, a more formal agenda slash script next week. I really just feel like I've been recuperating from Tuesday. It's, it's like the setup for the meeting. We were on for two hours, and then we had to call with Gary, and then yeah, I don't know. Then the the tickets dropped. It was like velvety friends all day. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fun, but like the next day, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have work to do. I gotta catch up. Yeah, rapid fire. I'm trying to get everything ready. Uh, I mean, just with a normal workload, but I'm also trying to get everything ready so I can actually get away for a couple of days. And of course, I'm going to be gone that whole time. I'm just going to be glued to Discord and there'll be nothing happening. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Because you're going out of town all next week, right? Is that? Yeah, I'm going out of town. Yeah. We're leaving tomorrow. You're going to, I've been to Oxnard a lot. Are you guys going to go beach, beach time? Uh, we actually bought a house up there, so we're gonna we're gonna stay at the hotel nearby and meet some contractors. Um, we're having some them do some work, so I'll be doing some uh, walkthroughs. It's by the marina uh, next to the Navy base, Fort Winnie. Cool. I'm by the water. Exactly yeah, it's a good I used little to have spot. Place in Ventura, Ventura, Oxnard. I love that zone. Yeah, I went up there four years ago. Fell in love. That's uh. You know, when all this inflation stuff was really going off, you know, uh, the, the the wisdom at the time was, you know, get out of cash, get into assets, because not only is cash like vulnerable in inflation, but, you know, naturally pushes assets up. And I'm like, it's a great time to buy that dream house I've been looking forward to. <laughs> so did that. Yeah. And then also throwing everything else into uh, V-Friends. So I'm like, well, I'm hoping those two big balloons continue to just kind of <laughs> pull me up out of this crazy situation that we're in. And hopefully there's somewhere to land when it all, when all the dust settles. I don't know. I hadn't thought about that. I bought my condo last year and I kind of remember vaguely, like, should I buy real estate? And I did, partly because of the asset conversation that people had, I've been hearing. 
But now I'm like, I, ha- I do have this thought to buy some land in like Northern Idaho, which is where my family's from. Like maybe I should buy that land now, <laughs> right sooner than later. I don't know. Um, so you guys are building a house and uh, I hope all your building supplies and everything are not delayed. They're gonna be and I'm planning for it. And it's like three month projects gonna take nine months, I know, but we're uh, like what you're talking about. We're turning it into a social media project. So she's, uh, she being the missus, she's gonna create a, a social media channel for it, and document the before, during and after process and then leverage that, try to get some affiliate uh, income coming in, maybe some, you know, some brand deals, that kind of thing. And uh, just kind of connect that to our, you know, center core of social media. So it'll be fun. Well, I'm, 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 I want you to bring some of those costumes to the party, to the hot party, because I want to see that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, if that, but I really want to see them in real life. They're okay. so cute. I'll try to remember. We have a ton of them. So I'm like swimming in them here at the house or everywhere. Yes. Um, Julianne and Russell, how, what, how, well, Julianne, I'll start with you. I'm just going to do some, I'm going to go soon, but uh, how did the launch go with, um, I know Julianne, you launched uh, the, not the coin, but you guys are doing a white list or a friends list. What is it right now for your project? Yeah, yeah. So we just launched the, the socials and we like, we're leading like uh, 220, 220 uh, OG passes. For like um, for her friends and family. So if you want uh, an all list, uh, I'd be uh, I'd be like uh, grateful to 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 give an all list to Mint the juice passes, and uh, it's uh, like the first like core community to like experience the um, our proof of concept in April because we'll do all the you know what 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 I show what I um I showed you like. Uh, uh, like two, two or three weeks, three, three weeks ago, we yeah. all do the, the the hub and the first experiences for communities, brands, and uh, all the all we can do it. So we are we are we are actually building it. So it will be the the first passes to experience, and of course it will it will be like artifact. So the OG pigeon. So every airdrops, well, at least uh, in all life, the the OG will be re- rewarded. And the OGs, so I'm in your Discord. Are you? Did you announce it in Discord um, to get the OG, or is it? Um, are you? Are they only being given out by a, a drawing? Or randomly? Are the OGs available to, to to anybody in your Discord, or who are they available to? No, it will be it will be like um, it will be like 220 early, so we'll like. Uh, uh, doing to give to people we we trust to to build the core community, and afterwards in, in at the end of March we are like uh, minting those two hundred twenty, so it will okay. cost like 0.2 uh, for those people, and so the the two hundred twenty people who support us to 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 launch the first experience in April, and afterwards will be all the all the extension of the metaverse and. The, and all the airdrop uh, we can we can we can see uh, on the market. <laughs> awesome. Um, have you shared that in the Hawk channel yet? No, not 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 yet. But I will, I will, I will do it. Uh, maybe uh, in the coming days. But uh, if you okay. want one, uh, 
because I, I you, the ho the yeah. hoax the hoax are are, are my priority because uh, <laughs> because I know you so so I prefer the giving the halo list to my to hoax than uh, people I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I want one. I know I want one. I love the design. It's my favorite style metaverse so far. So yeah, mm -hmm. awesome. Sure. Yeah. So I will like put it. I don't know if uh, maybe like I probably will put it on the coming in these coming days to like grab the the um, the address. So I will do it like uh, maybe in the end of the week or the beginning of the week later. Well, <laughs> so I'm excited. <laughs> cool. Um, so Matt, you're gonna be out next week. You will be in the drop-ins. I'll probably be in the drop-ins. I just won't be in the area. Okay, cool. Yeah, hopefully, and, with any luck. Danny, are you going to be in town next week, right? You're not going, you said you had an interview, but that's not till May. Uh, well, no, I have the interview on Monday, so keep your fingers crossed. And okay. uh, But uh, yeah, that's the, uh, the job in Israel, so we'll see how that plays out. Oh, I, I pitched tomorrow at the business school uh, here at the U from a, for a private, well, it's for a grant, but with a private investor. Um, tomorrow at one, so wish me luck. Yeah. You got this, Darby. Yeah, you got it. You yeah, don't need luck. You got it. Yeah, think about it. Um, Russell, you have any, any exciting plans coming up for the weekend? I got stuff to do at work. Um, I will be here on Tuesday. On Thursday, I'm going to be out of town. Um, I mentioned to you before, Darby, about my kid transferring schools, and he's got um, college visits this week. And um, I'm going to be meeting him in Atlanta to take him to UGA because it's really far from the airport. And he actually has family there that he doesn't know yet. So I'm going to take him around and introduce him to people too. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. 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 So has he been, is that going to be his first campus tour or has he done others already? He's doing the others earlier in the week because this is his spring break coming up. So he's hitting um, University of Texas and Florida State first, and then we're going to do UGA last. Oh, nice. Do I remember correctly that Berkeley was on the list, or was it, he's in music, right? Or am he's I in music, that? but he wants to be out of California because he's sick of all the COVID restrictions. <clears throat> They're making them wear masks, socially distance on stage with the choir. And everybody in the music program gets PCR tested three times a week. And if any test comes up positive, they quarantine them like a leper colony in a separate dorm away from everybody else until they don't test positive anymore. I mean, it's just But super while they're abusive. singing, they're wearing masks? They're, they're wearing masks while they sing. Are they miking yeah. them? Miking them or? I don't know, because I haven't actually been to any of the concerts. Oh. I mean, there, there's something because they stream it online, but they may be mics up in the air. I don't know. Yeah, like the mic and a, a singing with a mask on is just com like completely. Oh, it's insane. And it doesn't make sense. And, you know, yeah. everybody in the room has been vaccinated and boosted and all kinds of things. And he's just sick of them changing the rules on him all the time. And so he's decided he's going to get out of California. Cool. Well, mm -hmm. that, yeah. He's got this two free like, states there, Texas and Florida. So come on down. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Utah was does. like, Florida, yeah, I was like, well, yeah, Utah's not as, yeah. <laughs> not as free. Anyway, okay. 
Well, I'm going to have a safe trip. Everybody's just traveling, travel safe. Good luck. Good luck. Cool. And we'll talk in the court or on Tuesday. Hey, have a good weekend, guys. Have a great Bye. weekend. Thanks, Dars, for putting this together. Yeah. Bye. I personally am so grateful for you listening to this episode of The Hawk Flock. If anything resonated with you, please leave a comment and let us know. We'd love to spread the useful parts of this video to help as many as possible. And if you'd be so kind to like and subscribe on all the channels you are hearing this or watching this on, I'll say thank you again. For real. From one hawk to another, ka.